Hey everyone, welcome to the Building a Financial Fortress podcast, helping you increase your financial knowledge. This is episode 12, recorded on April 9th, 2022. This podcast is for entertainment only and is not investing advice. Please do your own research. So moving into the this week, uh, I'll, I'll start with a quick market update. And then I think I'm going to devote the rest of the podcast uh, to the weekly Bitcoin news. The, the highlight, of course, being the 2022 Bitcoin conference. And there's uh, six different uh, stories that I want to talk about that I think, uh, in my opinion, are the most significant ones. I'm sure others would disagree. But these are some of the most significant announcements coming out of the conference uh, last week in Miami. So I will devote this episode to that. Moving into it. So the market update, this again is courtesy of Seeking Alpha. The three major stock market indexes posted losses for the week with the S&P 500 snapping the three-week winning streak that had lifted it to its best performance since 2020. As investors reacted to the Federal Reserve's more aggressive tone in fighting inflation. Throughout the week, investors parsed comments from Fed officials as well as the latest minutes that showed policymakers were considering raising rates and unwinding its balance sheet faster, which drove stocks lower. Goldman Sachs chief economist Jan Hatzius said the Fed may need to hike rates past 4% to cool an overheated economy which added another boost to bond yields. The yield on the benchmark 10-year Treasury note rose for a sixth straight day to 2.71%, the highest in more than three years, and the two-year yield climbed to 2.51% to wrap up its biggest five-week yield gain since May 1987. For the week, the NASDAQ sank 3.6% and the S&P slipped 1.3%, the worst declines for both indexes in a month while the Dow Jones edged lower by 0.3%. Okay, so moving into the Bitcoin conference. um, First one I'm gonna cover, uh, and by the way, all of this is is, uh, courtesy of uh, Bitcoin Magazine, uh, which was the primary sponsor of the conference. Uh, So the first one here, Jack Mahler's Stripe integrating with world's largest POS providers to enable sovereign payments with Bitcoin. Stripe CEO Jack Mahler's announced at Bitcoin 2022 that the company has partnered with three of the world's largest payments providers, Shopify, NCR, and Blackhawk Network, to enable Bitcoin payments at stores throughout the country. He explained that the integration eliminates legacy banks from the payments process, saving merchants on fees and enabling privacy for shoppers. You're gonna be able to walk into a grocery store to Whole Foods to a Chipotle if you want to use a lightning node over Tor, you do that. Mahler said on stage at Bitcoin 2022, any online merchant that uses Shopify can accept payments without the 1949 Boomer credit card network. Receive it instantly, cash final, no intermediary, no 3% fee. The announcement is a major innovation in merchants' ability to interact with the Bitcoin network and in users' ability to privately and permissionlessly make purchases throughout the U.S. 
now they'll be able to take advantage of the cheap instant and open access offered by Bitcoin. And just to clarify on this, so uh, the Lightning Network actually rides on top of the Bitcoin network. So what would happen um, is you would convert dollars into Bitcoin, it gets transferred on the network and then gets converted back into dollars if that's what the merchant wants on the other end. Uh, it could also go from dollars to euros, euros to dollars, yen to euros, yen to yen, you know, uh, basically, uh, you know, you could pretty much use any fiat currency or you could use Bitcoin. Um, but the, uh, the beauty of it is that uh, from the merchant's perspective anyway, um, they don't pay a, a, a fee. Uh, currently, if you're using the Visa network or the MasterCard network or any of the other uh, credit card networks, merchants have to pay fees to the networks. Um, and actually, that's how they come up, have money to, to, pay, uh, to pay perks and uh, rewards and points and, and cash back and that sort of thing to uh, people who hold credit cards. So... Uh, if you like, you know, having a credit card and being able to pay that later, you know, that's obviously, you know, not something that this can do this to me, the lightning network payment process functions more like a debit card, um, uh, where you're just basically taking it straight out of your bank account. And a lot of people prefer to pay that way. You know, they don't want to get into debt. They don't want to run up credit card bills and have interest and all that. So um, this, in, in my mind, is a substitute for, um, uh, you know, really for a debit card. Um, the benefit is definitely for the merchants, and I think the merchants will be pushing this because, uh, you know, yeah, they don't have to pay the 3% fee. Um, the consumer, I think could be indifferent to it, especially if they really want to charge it on a credit card so they can pay later and, and they want to earn points and that sort of thing. Um, so, you know, we'll see, but, uh, but certainly putting it out there and, and having merchants uh, incentivized to use this, I think is, is probably going to drive adoption. And, uh, you know, when I get back into this, uh, you'll hear a bit more about um, how widespread it, it will be. So uh, an image shared by Mahler's as part of the presentation listed McDonald's, Walmart, Walgreens, and more U.S. franchises as places where the strike integration will be usable. Mahler's also emphasized that he's dedicated to protecting Bitcoin innovation in the United States reporting. I've been working with Senator Cynthia Loomis to make sure that the United States of America, we support this open payment standard and isn't threatened by anyone else. Uh, last year, Bitcoin 2021, Mahler's alongside President Nayib Bukele uh, announced that El Salvador would introduce a bill to make Bitcoin legal tender, which would later be passed. This was a historic announcement and a turning point in the rapid adoption by politicians we've seen over the last year. Strike is a global payments network that utilizes lightning. After last year's El Salvador announcement, the industry has, has looked to Mahler's as a leader and global adoption and development toward nation state Bitcoin usage. The announcements today only added to the company's reputation of increasing access to the Bitcoin network. Mahler's finished the presentation by saying, this is our announcement referring to the larger Bitcoin community.
so I would say, uh, you know, if I had to rank the announcements, that's probably number one. Um, again, Shopify, NCR, Blackhawk um, is, a, is a pretty big partnership. And uh, there's a few other announcements uh, that I'll get to later that, that also um, further um, the uh, adoption of the Lightning Network, which again is a is a, a second layer solution that sits on top of the Bitcoin network. Uh, transactions summarized and are settled on Bitcoin, so they are final cash settled. But uh, the, the the Lightning Network's much faster and um, um, can also, uh, yeah, can facilitate, you know, many of the types of transactions that say, for example, Ethereum network uh, uh, supports like payments and things of that nature for very low fees. Okay, so the next one, next uh, <clears throat> announcement was Robinhood enabling on-chain and lightning withdrawals for Bitcoin. Robinhood announced the addition of cryptocurrency investments to its platform in January 2018, but much to the chagrin of Bitcoiners, the app didn't include the option to withdraw assets from the platform. Robinhood announced an alpha version of its proprietary cryptocurrency wallet in September 2021 and the beta version on January 3rd, 2022, otherwise known as Proof of Keys Day, with 1 million users signing up in less than 30 days to access the wallet. It's clear that Robinhood customers want access to the private keys corresponding to the cryptocurrency they purchased through the platform. Robinhood's chief product officer, Aparna Chenna Pragad, took the stage at Binco in 2022 to elaborate on how the company is responding to that demand. First, underscoring the growth that Bitcoin is seeing at the moment, she noted that more than 50% of our customers are new investors. One third of Robinhood's customers are women and the group of customers is extremely diverse. Chenna Pragad believes it's important to have safe and secure access to Bitcoin. According to the slide deck, Bitcoin is the number one recurring buy asset for 2022 for Robinhood. And critically, Jennifer God announced that more than 2 million people on the Robinhood waitlist can now send and receive Bitcoin to and from the app as Robinhood unveiled withdrawals and deposits at Bitcoin 2022. Additionally, Jennifer God announced Robinhood's intention to bring Lightning Network to the platform in the near future. Its reasons for doing so include the fast transactions, low fee transfers, and lower carbon footprint that Lightning payments enable. Um, so it's taken Robinhood a while, but they finally uh, are, are getting there with uh, being able to um, take your take your Bitcoin off of uh, Robinhood and, and if you want to self-custody it. So that's a, a good thing. Uh, or you can keep it in your wallet and just have your private keys. Um, okay, so the next... Uh, announcement. This one here is Samson Mao announces pro-Bitcoin legislation in three countries. Samson Mao, the former chief strategy officer of Blockstream, who stepped down in March to focus on nation-state Bitcoin adoption, brought legislators from around the world on stage at Bitcoin 2022 to highlight regulatory progress being made to encourage this adoption around the world. 
Joel Baumgar, the president of Prospera, an economic development hub located in Honduras, said that Bitcoin acts as legal tender there. Miguel Felipe Machado de Albuquerque, the president of Portugal's Madeira region, announced that Bitcoin investors will pay no personal income, income taxes there. And Indira Kempis, a senator in Mexico, announced that she plans to propose regulation there to recognize Bitcoin as legal tender. I think now is the pivotal time in human history, and we need to move things forward fast. What we need is more nation-state Bitcoin adoption, Mao said, which, by the way, I totally agree with. Every country, every jurisdiction will have a unique path to Bitcoin adoption. Legal tender is one way. Another way is de facto legal tender. Mao served as the chief architect of a volcano Bitcoin bond introduced by El Salvador that would see the country issue $1 billion in bonds on Blockstream's liquid Bitcoin sidechain, then split the proceeds between a $500 million allocation to Bitcoin and an investment in energy and Bitcoin mining infrastructure. He announced that he's formed a new company called Jan3 in reference to the launch of the Bitcoin network to focus on nation-state Bitcoin adoption. Mao added that the company has raised $21 million at a $100 million valuation. Mao then invited the series of legislators to join him on stage. I believe in the future and I believe in Bitcoin, said President Machado de Albuquerque. Individuals in Madeira that buy and sell Bitcoin don't pay taxes. They're not subject to personal income taxes. Through financial inclusion and financial education, the Mexican people can have a better quality of life, Kempis said once she took the stage. In two months, we will propose legislation to modify regulations in fintech and in money title law. We have a message for our president. We are looking forward to sitting down and getting coffee with you to talk about this plan. Bitcoin is legal tender in Mexico. So uh, again, the, the story of nation state adoption is a very important one. Um, and uh, uh, it's, it's good to see you know, additional countries um, embracing Bitcoin and um, uh, either as legal tender or, you know, with tax preferred status, but certainly not, um, you know, like China, you know, trying to boot the miners out and uh, that sort of thing. Uh, you want to see positive developments on the legislative front for sure. <clears throat> okay. And then next, um, next step is Cash App announces new Lightning integration, pay me in Bitcoin feature. Mobile payment service Cash App has announced several free features to let users seamlessly convert paychecks into Bitcoin, round off their debit and credit card payments into Bitcoin, and to receive payments through the Lightning network. Cash App, which is operated by Jack Dorsey's Block Inc., is one of the world's most popular payment apps and has allowed users to easily buy, sell, and withdraw Bitcoin since 2018. It reported $1.96 billion in Bitcoin revenue in the fourth quarter of 2021. And Suda reemphasized the company's commitment to the Bitcoin ecosystem as he announced the new services on stage at Bitcoin 2022. We believe that the that Bitcoin is the world's best digital sound money period, Suter said. We believe that Bitcoin is for the people and that in America, Cash App is the financial app for the people. Cash App announced integration of Lightning Network payments for users in February, but will now let users receive Lightning Network transactions as well. 
To make Bitcoin even more universally accessible, we're announcing Lightning Receives, said Suter. In the coming months, you'll be able to receive Bitcoin over the Lightning Network with no block confirmations needed. In addition to the Lightning Network transaction reception integration, uh, Suter announced that Cash App will be introducing single QR codes for both on-chain and Lightning Network transactions reducing the need for users to distinguish which rail they're making transactions through. Suter framed the paycheck to Bitcoin conversion feature as a way to more easily allocate regular earnings into inflation-resistant BTC. Finally, the ability to round off card payments into Bitcoin could serve as a powerful SAT stacking strategy for those seeking regular dollar cost average allocations to Bitcoin. Cash App offers integration with most existing credit and debit cards and offers a cash card that users can leverage to pay for things from their Cash App balances. The rounding off feature will be available for cash card users. We're starting to roll out paid in Bitcoin, explained Zooter. As far as I know, this is the largest deployment of a feature like this to date. With two taps, you'll be able to pick a percentage between one and 100 and boom, you're done. So needless to say, Cash App is a, you know, huge uh, uh, payment um, platform. And um, this is not an insignificant announcement. Um, so uh, very excited to see what, uh, what comes next. But uh, there's definitely a theme here and um, um, there's, there's, uh, the Lightning Network is becoming more and more and more ubiquitous. And then next we have Senator Cynthia Loomis outlines forthcoming bipartisan Bitcoin bill. Marco Santori and Cynthia Loomis had a fireside chat at the Bitcoin 2022 conference to discuss evolving legislation on Bitcoin that Loomis has been working on. Loomis was joined by Marco Santori, a digital asset scholar among lawyers and serves as chief legal officer for Kraken, a cryptocurrency exchange. Loomis also shared perspective on how politicians view the potential of a Federal Reserve central bank digital currency, something I'm not in favor of, by the way. During Bitcoin 2022, U.S. Senator Cynthia Loomis offered details on a bipartisan bill, the Responsible Financial Innovation Act, that she hopes will establish favorable Bitcoin regulation. During a fireside chat with Marco Santori, the chief legal officer of Kraken, it's truly a legislative framework that we hope will provide the sandbox for innovation to occur, but also put some regulatory parameters. So you all know the rules of the road, Loomis explained. It includes privacy components, consumer protection components, taxation components, and Hardcore Bitcoiners don't really like regulation, but unfortunately in the United States, you do need to have regulation to provide a level of certainty, especially for institutional investors um, and pension funds and, you know, uh, other large investors to be able to allocate to this asset class. So some level of regulation is, is going to be necessary and it sounds like it's going to happen. There becomes an obvious burden as nation states recognize the success of Bitcoin and attempt to apply existing regulations to govern its use or create new laws to do so. 
In the U.S., Loomis shared that she sees legislators becoming increasingly open to the idea of passing favorable rules catered to Bitcoin that would foster innovation in the country. There were concerns about whether Bitcoin and digital asset exchanges would participate in sanctions on Russia, and they have, and they have been robust players, Loomis noted. For most members of Congress, this has been abstract for a long time. That has changed dramatically in the last 12 months, and part of it thanks to you all. Legislation and the cryptocurrency space have been increasingly at odds for some time now. In July 2021, for example, Bitcoiners were abruptly disturbed on a late Wednesday night as the announcement of a new infrastructure bill in the U.S. looked to require that Know Your Customer, KYC, reporting criteria be collected on people sending over $10,000 in Bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies. The pseudonymic nature of Bitcoin prevents this kind of information from ever being collected, which raised concerns. And suddenly it seemed Bitcoiners became highly political. It became very apparent to us and to all of you that Congress might mess this up, Loomis said as she addressed the Bitcoin 2022 crowd. And so we tried to fast forward and craft legislation, even though we would have preferred to do more education for a while. Loomis became ecstatic as she discussed new members of Congress joining her efforts towards smart legislation for Bitcoin. Just about a month ago, Senator Kristen Gillibrand of New York decided to take an interest in this bill. She just threw herself into it, Loomis said. It's so fabulous. As more politicians become more informed about Bitcoin, Santori asked uh, what the latest developments toward a U.S. central bank digital currency might be. Not very many people are thinking about it, and for a long time, it's just been just about trying to evaluate the pros and cons, Loomis answered. But one of the things that's helping to define the debate is the digital yuan. It's being used as a tool for surveillance, and the U.S. Senate is aware of that, and the Fed, by the way, is aware of that. Loomis alleviated the concerns of many in the crowd as she explained that if there is a digital product that is direct to consumer, it would be a stable coin as opposed to a CBDC direct to consumer. I think that's a much more American way of adopting this technology as backed by the U.S. dollar. Loomis then turned away from the American stage and allowed a global lens to tell the tale of Bitcoin. We had a witness in the U.S. Senate who was in Ukraine, and we asked him, would you rather receive help in Bitcoin or in fiat currency, she explained. He said, we can have Americans send us Bitcoin today, and we're spending it on medicine, on water, on food, and on protection the next day. We, we could never do that with fiat currency. So, uh, again, um, uh, Cynthia Loomis has been a, a pretty positive force in Bitcoin community. Some people, um, you know, say that uh, the only reason why politicians are involved in Bitcoin is because, you know, they, they want to get votes. And certainly there are single issue voters out there um, who uh, only uh, or who focus on, you know, Bitcoin, um, you know, as a primary thing. Um, but it is good to see, you know, that they're getting on board and, and that uh, uh, hopefully, um, you know, whatever legislation uh, does go through, whatever regulation does go through, uh, will only help uh, strengthen Bitcoin and, and further the adoption. And then uh, finally, we have... Um, Trezor introduces direct-to-self-custody Bitcoin buys. Invidi.io 
the in-app Bitcoin exchange for Trezor hardware wallets has partnered with Bitcoin purchasing platform Swan Bitcoin to enable recurring direct-to-custody Bitcoin purchases for Trezor users. Now, for me, this is a really exciting development because, you know, I do dollar cost average. Uh, right now, I'm buying a strike. And then once the balance uh, reaches a certain level, then I have to, you know, go through a process of transferring it into my hardware wallet. Well, here's a way where you can dollar cost average um, your purchases and, and put them directly into your hardware wallet so you can skip the extra step. Um, so I thought that was kind of interesting and helpful. Um, further, so reading, you know, uh, announced on stage at Bitcoin 2022, the partners framed the addition as a simple way for Bitcoin investors to practice the critical security measure of self-custody, rather, which I've talked about at length um, on this podcast, rather than making their investments on an exchange and leaving their Bitcoin there. Bitcoin best practices dictate that users not hold their Bitcoin on exchanges as they are then trusting the operators to protect the private keys associated with this Bitcoin for them. Numerous instances of hack and compromise have demonstrated that this can result in the loss of the Bitcoin. Invity has integrated a Swan API into its Trezor Suite app, which wallet users leverage as the interface to manage their Bitcoin. A newly introduced Save into Bitcoin button in the suite will guide users to the options for making Bitcoin purchases and to set up recurring buys of various amounts. A linked bank account will then convert US dollars into Bitcoin automatically, and the purchased Bitcoin will be sent directly to the user's Trezor. Many Bitcoin advocates also encourage the practice of dollar cost averaging as an investment method for Bitcoin. Again, something that I've talked about too, as it mitigates some of the notorious price volatility that the asset experiences. By offering new users a straightforward way to buy Bitcoin in the amount they want and on their schedule, anyone can benefit from dollar cost averaging while keeping their investment as secure as possible, said Stephen Levera, the managing director of Swan Bitcoin for an Invity release shared with Bitcoin Magazine. The automated Bitcoin purchases are expected to go live in the May 2022 update of Trezor Suite. <clears throat> so those are, for me anyway, the top six uh, announcements from the 2022 Bitcoin conference. Um, sounds like it was a, all in all a great event. Um, some presenters, were better than others. Um, Bitcoin Twitter uh, was um, on fire this week with uh, commentary and uh, and uh, takes on on uh, the goings on. Uh, interestingly enough, um, uh, the sponsor their 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 Bitcoin Magazine's uh, YouTube channel was taken down at one point during the week. Uh, and so nobody could watch any of the, the clips, but eventually it got restored. So um, always censorship, it seems like these days. Anyway, uh, but uh, I'm sure next year will be interesting. Hopefully one of these days I'll get to go to one of those. Sounds like a, an interesting event for sure. Um, Miami's a great place. Also, uh, the, the mayor of Miami is a big, uh, Bitcoin pioneer. 
and uh, they're doing great things there to encourage um, freedom, liberty, um, you know, um, capitalism, growing companies, technology companies. It's really uh, quite something. Okay, so thank you for listening to the podcast. If you like the show, please like and leave a comment. And don't forget to subscribe on whatever platform you enjoy using. You can also follow my blog at fi-q.blogspot.com. And my Twitter handle is at N-I-C-K-R-E-I-C-H-E-R-T, Nick Reichert. Um, And I... I post pretty frequently and uh, always things of interest, podcasts I've listened to, articles that I think are um, informative. Uh, so check that out. It's called Bitcoin Fortress. I will talk to you next week. Until then, bye-bye.